Hello and welcome to an episode of the Witch's Tea Party. Um, I'm going solo again today. Um, I'm going to miss my co-host Ellen immensely. So you're going to have to put up with me, I'm afraid, just for this episode. Now, I wanted to bring my witch mentor on to interview her. And it's with the Easter holidays. She's tied up with family as well. So um, I wanted to just talk about what does it mean to be a witch? Because obviously the title of this podcast, The Witch's Tea Party, was inspired by the fact that both Ellen and I are witches. And we've both had a very long journey in even embracing that word witch because there's so much negative connotation that comes with it. So what does it mean to be a witch in 2022? Because we all know a little bit of the history with um, the witch trials, how witches were depicted as evil. Um, and I just had a quick Google onto Wikipedia as well. Um, coming from medieval Europe, um, seemed as cor moral corruption, um, an act of sorcery which was harmful, um, demonic forces. I'm like, geez, no wonder I had such a hard time um, coming to grips with the fact of calling myself a witch. Um, in today's society, there's still so much stigma. It's like, hang on, wait, what? And I even remember my babysitter way back in the UK, she was called a white witch. Um, my mum said she, she moved over to Canada and she became a white witch. And instantly it's like, what the hell does a white witch mean? What does that involve? And I did, I had visions and I was only 10 years old at the time. I had visions of her going absolutely crazy in a field, jumping over things, you know, fires burning. And I thought she's lost the plot um and where's my nice babysitter gone and it's only i really wish i should re i could reach out to her actually to, to try and track her down to see um where she went with that because it's as actually another definition of a witch is a wise woman okay and i think that's where <laughs> i could be touching on bad ground here the church and masculine uh corrupted masculine have seen that it's a powerful woman just like a midwife okay midwives were deemed as witches like we've got some weird supernatural powers even though all we're doing is delivering a baby um a herbal medicine you know because it was such an ancient time where we were living off the land and using herbs in order to um heal and help the body and as women, we are closely linked intuitively with Mother Nature a lot more. Because we have 70% more feminine energy and only 30% masculine, we just naturally genetically have more of a closer connection with Mother Nature as a whole, okay? that's There's always different examples out there. And I really do recognize that everybody has different levels of masculine and feminine energy within themselves. And... You know, you, we can transition into that to change our sexuality. So I just want to acknowledge that. Um, but yeah, but, you know, with the the masculine seeing the power that women have, what do we, what, they feel threatened by it. So what do they do? Try and squash it, try and take it away. So what's the easiest way to do that? Create fear by saying that they're evil. All of a sudden, you can now turn a whole community against one woman. 
And that's pretty powerful. And they did that all the time. And I remember hearing an African tribe. Um, now, if you are, if this may trigger you, this is a warning. I think it was actually on a docu documentary um, whereby it was a real life story. It was in Africa. I can't remember any of the details, but there was a woman that had been mutilated by a bunch of men. There was about six of six or so of them. And they mutilated her, they cut her, and um, you know exactly where that would be. I don't have to dive into those kinds of details. Um, absolute torture. She's got scarring. I don't know how she's mentally, emotionally, and spiritually come out the other side, but she has. And it was all because one man made a claim that she was evil she was you know putting it about or that she was using witchcraft i can't remember exactly what it was but there was one man that didn't like her and he told the rest of the tribe and the rest of the tribe took his side and they mutilated her and there's nowhere in my consciousness where that's okay but the power that one person can can put the fear into others like that's not natural and um, I feel so much pain and sadness for that lady, for that woman, because one, there was no way to prove what she was doing. Two, nothing warrants what they did to her. Um, and I've just, uh, the first thing I did when I Googled witch, okay, it's come up with Google, uh, with Google. It says the woman, a woman thought to have magic powers, especially evil ones. There you go, second sentence properly depicted as wearing a black cloak, pointed hat, and flying on a broomstick. Uh, cast an evil spell on. And that, again, I actually told um, a beautiful man I was in love with, I said, what would you say if I said I want to become a witch? This was last year. And he said, well, as long as it's a good one. And it was, it was like, well, how could I be a bad witch? Like, I don't understand. And when you learn to be a witch formally, you take a code of ethics, just like you do as a psychologist, as a lawyer, um, to some degree as an accountant um, with finances, you take an oath and a vow that you will never use these powers or skills that you learn to your own advantage. So I can't just, imagine it this way. I'm saying I'm working with energy. I am working with energy. <laughs> um, and it can become powerful, okay? I'm not gonna call it magic or anything like that. Let's just keep it at that for now. And when you're an energy worker, it's a bit like massage, I could relate it to that. You have a responsibility. And if somebody was to massage me and they were like all sexy and creepy, that's not being responsible, that's not okay. Because they're using their energy in a toxic way that's not healthy or beneficial to me, their client. Yeah. So that comes that that's what I'm kind of talking about. So imagine so I'm becoming this really powerful person working with energy. And there's somebody that I don't like. Now, again, it's my responsibility. I can't just put a fireball of energy and go, I curse you. And I want all this bad stuff to happen to you. Because you know what, the law of karma will means that will come straight back onto me. There is absolutely no point in doing that. That's not the way it works. That's not how we work. 
there's not this um you know evil witches and bad stuff now there are a group of people that actually reached out to me just as i was about to start to become a witch was which was really creepy um and luckily my witch mentor she said i know them this is what they do they target people and they're feeding off energy now i was able to really embrace that because there were a few things this person said and did that I did not like. It was like, oh, like red flag. You know when you date somebody and you go, oh, red flag. It was like that. And I thought, where is this coming from? So when she said she knew them and they were part of this other kind of gang, you could think of it like that. It's like the east side and the west side. It's like the dark and the light kind of gang. So in that respect, you could say you've got good witches, bad witches, you know, dark ones that work in darkness, one that work in light. But really... It's the intention behind it. It's the same with everything. So you go back to that massage. If somebody is massaging me with the intention to, you know, um, get all like, oh, she's got nice arms and she's got nice, oh, I want to do this to her. And like that intention, I can feel that. And that's disgusting. That's yucky energy. Get away. Um when we're talking about being a witch in modern day it's usually a wise woman we're wise women now let's take it a step further let's just ignore the the dark and the light you know it's the same with everything every single person on this planet you can have good intentions or not so good intentions and that's driven behind every thought action and speech which is where buddhism comes in and says you know true happiness is when your correct thought, your correct speech, your correct action are all the same. And it took me many, many years to understand that because I would think something, but I would say something different because I wanted to conform and be accepted by society. And then that would dictate my actions. So even though I thought and believed something, I wasn't actually acting out my true life in my truth, in what I really thought I be- and, and believed, it was the fact that it was being misinterpreted because I was scared of judgment, because of ridicule. And it and it's not an unrational fear. That's very rational because that's happened. I was actually, I was putting the washing out yesterday of all, all the things going on, putting the washing out, remembering an old colleague of mine. And he just, you know, the guy in the playground that fancies you, but they push you over. Like it was him and he was always on my case. And we're still kind of friends, like distant friends at the moment. But um, he was always an arsehole to me, 100%. And he would always ridicule me, slam me down, shut me down, humiliate me, um, constantly tease me in front of people. And back in those days, when I was in my 20s, I would walk out of the office crying. Like he really got to me. And I didn't just stand up for myself and push back and it was like banter. It was like, he's really hurting me because I thought we were friends. And he's talking to me like this in front of everybody. Um, so, yeah, so that's a little quick thing on intention. Um, going back to what it means to be a modern day witch. Now, when I wanted to learn this officially, I wanted to learn ceremony. I wanted to learn ritual because a big part of my soul. Look, I've, I've, I'm looking at a bookcase right now. Over my lifetime, I have read so many books. I've, had the, I've, I've educated, self-educated, experienced Like there's so much information, but when you truly want to live it, it's completely different. And I wanted to, there was a, there was a soul calling, I'll call it. 
a soul calling within me to do something, take more action in a formal way that is ancient and that actually feels like I'm doing something properly, not just kind of making it up and going, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing, in order to honour and give back to Mother Nature. And this came through really strongly with COVID. I felt a huge sense of fear in the world. It was a huge time for all of us as a human race. But I felt this huge compassion and love expand for even more than usual for Mother Nature, for all of her creatures. Because I thought everyone is so focused on COVID and vaccinations. Everyone is forgetting about um, human trafficking, about um, uh, children used in the sex industry, about all the mass slaughtering of dolphins and whales for no fucking reason, Uh, shark fins being still to this day, being on the market, being on the elite. uh, uh, We've got species still going extinct. With, you know, it's not, it's this the stuff I've grown up with, gorillas, tigers, um, just, just in order to have a body part or a fur on display for prestige. It disgusts me and it makes me ashamed to be a human being. Honest to God, that's how it makes me feel that I'm associated with the same kind of people that do that. And there's uh, pangolins. I watched a whole documentary on pangolins. I didn't even know what a pangolin was. My son now has it in a book and I'm educating what a pangolin is. Pangolins are going extinct because guess what? They're shells, which again have no nutrition, no nutrition value whatsoever, exactly the same as shark fin, exactly the same as every other freaking bloody body and animal part. Um, even if you claim that it Oh, oh, I just, my brain is going into overdrive right now. I'm thinking about um, they kill snakes, I think, freshly because that's supposed to um, make you have a better erection. It's like, do you know what? (laughs) If you're not having a good erection, go and work on that yourself. Don't kill an innocent animal and suck its blood out, or I think it might be a bull's testicle, I'm not sure, in order to set, it's like a quick fix. Um, yeah, no nutritional value at all, but they'll kill the animal, take the pangolin scales and got bags and bags of them, sell it on the black market. It's appalling and there it is still going on. So when with all this coming up and nobody focusing on this, focusing on the pollution in the ocean, I had this huge urge of like sending all this radiant love using my tantra work out to the mother nature, out to the universe and the cosmos and beyond to put that love and compassion there, to say we, <laughs> humanity is fucked up, but there are so many of us that do care and we are disgusted with animal cruelty and we will and we keep donating money and we keep working with charities and we keep on, you know, naming and shaming and I don't think any prison, I think people get fined. <sighs> they should go to fucking prison with all the rapists, to be honest, and put in a big hole. Um left there to die there's my bad witch inside me there you go and so I wanted to learn ritual I wanted to learn ceremony in order to honor mother nature honor my connection with her and to somehow say thank you to give my gratitude appreciation to say I really do love you and respect you and thank you for bringing me life into my lungs thank you for letting me birth my son you know, because we just carry on our daily lives 
as if it's just not take for granted like it's our I don't want to say birthright it's not the right word it's our right it's our god-given right to just take what we want and consume what we want whenever we want and then just throw the garbage out and don't worry about it we're not being responsible ethical accountable we're not thinking ahead of the consequences of our action and i can go on about carbon footprint but i'll stop there so learning ceremony and ritual um, really honors that. And the most remarkable thing that I didn't take into consideration when I was learning these things is how natural it felt. It was like, I've done this before. This wasn't like learning a new skill. This was remembering something I'd done before. And that was really special. And that's what it is, what it means to be a modern day witch is to be a practicing witch. It's not just reading a book and having the theory. It's actually taking action. It's lighting the candles. It's um, evoking and working with ascended masters and angels. It's researching and learning the knowledge behind Hecate and um, I remember we were talking we, we had like a witchy workshop a few weeks ago and we were talking about dark goddesses because again we don't like the word dark um, they're depicted as dark um, because they're fucking powerful but they're not a dark energy they're not evil they're here to help us and I was drawn to a book many 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 years ago all about Makali and in Hindu, ma means mother. And to evoke, you say three times. And you don't do this lightly. This isn't like, oh, I'll give this a go. And I've read this book cover to cover. And I really, I was like, I'm ready to meet you. And I was like, you know, when I really wanted to do some hard work, I was like, Makali, Makali, Makali. And I've had the symbol of Makali's eyes tattooed on my arm for very good reason, for protection. It's like, I see you and I'm guarded or I'm, I'm protected, right? And she's always resonated and it's like, ah, oh, Kali, yes, because she is the death of one moment, which is why she's seen as a bitch because she's going around killing things, but it's in order for the rebirth of the next moment. So do you see, she's trying to help us out. If you're stuck in one situation and you want to change it, you call on Makali, change that, the death of that moment, gone, it's released, in order for the rebirth of the new. Because otherwise, how can you ever check, go forward? Which is exactly like the seasons of Mother Nature. You know, we're all cyclical. You know, everything in nature at some time dies. And then you have a new, you know, I love spring because all the little sh baby shoots come to life. Um, and autumn always makes you feel a bit sad, but recognizing and appreciating it's just the way nature releases. It's just what we have to do. You know, we can't just be in summer all the time and be happy and radiant. And, you know, it's like, we all have to go into the darkness to rest, to recoup, to release, to heal. And then we can come out again into spring as a new version of ourselves. So um saying that with the ritual and makali when my the high priestess that was teaching me said 
I want you to work, work with Hecate and her hounds because I was under serious psychic attack and going through a lot of things with lots of people. And I was like, oh, really? And I was very dubious. I was like, she sounds pretty scary. Like Hecate and her hounds, like uh, snarling, not wolves. Wolves is a good, it resonates, but hounds, they're like the hounds of hell. They're going to fucking chase me and rip me apart. Like, ah! And I remember the first time I called on her and I did feel a bit like, oh, is, am I doing this right? Is she going to be angry with me? Is something going to happen? <laughs> because it's the unknown, yeah? And it just became more and more apparent. And in the past, I would be scared. I'd be, into, I'd be in a state of fear. Take, for example, you hear a noise at night, okay? And you get scared. And I'd get scared very quickly, very easily. And I'm suddenly living in a big house on my own with my son. So I'm having to protect him too. So I'm not living in a, bl a block of, sorry, not living in a block of flats. Um, there's no attached houses and we're so far apart. Yes, they could hear my blood curdling scream if anything happened, but they wouldn't really rush to aid me either. So <laughs> um, it's a bit, and I'm just surrounded by bush. And it's like, ah, you know, when I first moved here, I filled up with nice, big, juicy love now. So it's all good. And I've got, you know, state-of-the-art security cameras. So all good in the hood. But um, yeah, first time calling, calling upon, um, upon Hecate, I was in a state of fear and kind of like, you know, please, can you come and help me? Please, Archangel Michael, all the angels, please come and protect us. Please, 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 please. I need you. I need you. I need you. But when I started working with Hecate, I reported back to my high priestess. I said, it's like I'm commanding, because she said to use the word command, and it's like, I command you to come into my energy right now, or, or come come into my, you know, vortex, come into my, uh, I, I use that word because like, come here, but it's like, come into my realm, right, to protect me. I command you to do it and it's done. And that's a completely different energy to going, please, please, can you come? Please, can you come? And it was only, what, eight months later that I've said to her, I wasn't sure if I was ready to work with her or not. And she said, aha, because back in the days when she did, Hecate actually told her, you're not ready to work with me yet. So I was like, no wonder, because she's got such an awesome presence and power is very intimidating. So the fact I could step in and go, right, I'm gonna command you. And for me personally, I love, I've always resonated with Archangel Michael and his sword. And I just see golden light and love and huge big wings and like just covering the whole house that we're, that we're wherever I am. And it's like Archangel Michael, boom. And I'm like, right, Hecate and her hounds. And I imagine her hounds all the way around you know, like snarling and protecting me and Leo, like you're not fucking coming in, you know, anyone's tries to hurt us, it's not happening. And Hecate being this awesome female presence of like, I'm divine, I am pure power, and I'm here to help. And it is, it's like, wow, it is this amazing vibration. And if I'm talking to you right now, and you're thinking, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> I totally understand. Because we are talking about invoking and working with ascended masters supernatural beings residing in a different realm so to speak 
you know, you, so, you say the word angels and archangels and people may go, um, but you listen to my podcast that's been on angels before about, you know, they're so readily acceptable um, angels, whether you're Christian or not. So, um, yeah, it's a really interesting space to be in. And even now, like for my work, I've only been able to come out and change it from consultant to witch because our mission, if you like, as modern day witches is to banish the bad, evil stigma, to make it a positive word again. I want to Google witch in a year's time and it comes up with a beautiful, wise woman you know, who doesn't have a fucking big nose, <laughs> like freaking Disney depicts. And that's okay having, you know, um, you have goodies and baddies and everything. Like, you know, I'm a Marvel fan, so I get it. Um, but to have a wild woman living in the woods that's got a haggity nose of warts on it and a hat, you know, it's, it's just, is out there. And um, really a witch is just being a wise woman and knowing her power, knowing her connection to mother nature and doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we may not call ourselves witches all the time, but really we are, or there's a lot of witches that don't really realize they're witches. And I'm thinking of an ex, um, ex-boyfriend's mum. And she was so awesome. She was so grounded. She'd always be in the kitchen making relishes, jams, chutneys, living off the earth, always out in the garden, um, always potting little seedlings, always getting like, she's always had like dirt under her nails. She'd smoke like a trooper, little roll-ups. To me, she is a fucking badass witch. She's not necessarily, um, you know, calling in deities but she's working with the land. She is so connected. She's had five children, uh, four, sorry, excuse me, four. Um, She's a real earth mama, you know, and she has so much wisdom. I fucking love her to bits. I really, really miss her. And to me, that's a real witch. And it's not about conjuring magic necessarily and casting spells that's very Harry Potter, that's very commercial, you know, it's like movie Hollywood style. And again, my priestess, I will get her on the show one day to interview, we'll plan it properly, um, to explain further, like, how did she get into it? Because actually, she may correct me on this, but I think, because she's done Bible study and she was very Christian, and she's an ordained minister. Um, And I think that there's just so much sort of hell and condemnation that didn't sit right that then kind of calls to our pagan souls, you know. And as soon as I sort of learned about paganism and, you know, even just Christmas trees, you know, bringing trees into our home is pagan. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's just it's just nature. Um, that's always seemed very, very natural, very natural fit. And the fact that it's come up in, you know, Viking shows, absolutely it just feels right you know it's like putting on a jumper and you go oh yeah this one fits oh yeah this is great um so i really hope this clarified what it does mean to be a witch so if you do see the word out there you're not gonna judge it 
or have criticism that there's so much out there already that's oh it's a witch oh she's either crazy or she's bad she's evil she's up doing little spells and stuff but i will tell you this if a woman is powerful enough to call herself a witch don't fucking mess with her that is the kind of woman and we are and i am the kind of woman that you do not get away with treating badly because it will come back on you and it will come back tenfold and that is the law of karma right you can't attack us and expect no comeback and that's not a threat it's just that we understand our power we understand how it works and we have practiced and researched and we have the wisdom and developed the skills to know how this works within ourselves and within you and interestingly enough recently there's been people on the side who are so vindictive so evil and i hate to use the word evil but they're just so lost man like they've got themselves mixed up with drugs there's been child abuse in there they're violent they're so spiteful with their speech like it is just nasty do you know what i mean nasty and these people consumed they are just empty and they firstly get my compassion because they're not in the love vibration and you do just think it's so sad like i understand pain and trauma i really fucking do but you cannot let it consume you you got to work through that shit girlfriend stop smoking stop drinking stop taking drugs stop disrespecting your children stop disrespecting yourself stop disrespecting people that show you love and try and help you now these people can be very easy for me as a practicing witch to go yep i cancel my ties to you you don't get my hate you don't get my love there is no energy sent to you you just don't get anything right that's how it works it's like I don't hate you because hate is still feeding you you see uh, if you look up narcissism that's been the kind of the latest kind of buzzword it's like how do you feed a narcissist you you're feeding them by giving them attention because even if you're giving them hateful attention it's still attention that they're getting off on that's what they want they want the drama they want the fight right and um yeah so these people are easy to identify you just go oh you're just in a really bad place girlfriend or boyfriend uh yeah see you later it's when there's a love entanglement that it becomes tricky and in some healing work that i've done myself that's that's where it gets you because as wise women witches we have a huge heart with lots and lots of love to give and we give it readily and we like to receive it and when someone's wounded and hurt we want to heal them it's a knee-jerk natural reaction and it's up to us to be discerning to actually identify okay they're not in the right place to be my lover or partner bloody blah but maybe i can help them on this level or you know to keep you keep your arms length or whatever that looks like um when you can then fall in love with them and then your toxicity pulls in which was happening last year which is why i needed to study this formally because there was some weird shit happening in my house, um, spiritually, sexually, and it was all coming through this person because they're living with someone who's in toxicity, you see? It can be passed on because basically, 
you think of ghosts or dark energies, they, they do not have their own life force. They need to live off other things like a parasite, like a leech. They need to suck things out. They need to suck the blood out of things in order to survive and to live. Yeah, they cannot survive on their own. And that's what happens with other entities and they can attach to us as light workers, as energy healers, and they feed off our energy, which is why it's so important to learn how to look after ourselves, how to disconnect from people if we come into contact. It happened a lot when I was massaging and people do it without even really realizing. It's not they're intentionally passing things on or have a bad intention. It's just that these things are kind of floating around in the air or I, for one, would take on other people's emotions. So if there's a real darkness and sadness and lack of love, I'd massage them and go home and cry and go, what's this? <laughs> this isn't my stuff. So when you're dealing with this line of work, it's like anything. If you're a tradie, you've got to learn how to use your PPE so you don't cut your arm off, you know? You have to learn the skills for protection. Now, um, going back to my point, which was um, energy work and being a witch. Oh, yeah, um, people that you love, that's where it gets tricky. So we have to make sure we catch that before we fall in love. <laughs> and you can love from afar, but you can also let go with love. And it's very healthy to let go with love. And even those who hurt you, who um, it's really hard to get your head around, I appreciate those who hurt you the most, they're the ones who you have to let go with love. And you go, thank you for being my teacher. Thank you for showing me this. Thank you, I've learned this. It's made me stronger. I say it all the time now. If somebody does something, I go, thank you so much for making me fucking stronger. That's awesome. Like, I didn't know that I wasn't, I was that strong. But now you've just shown me how strong I am. So that's awesome. Like, cool. Um, even though, you know, you, you're like, oh, stop attacking me. Um, so I'm going to wrap things up there. Um, I hope you give, that's given you a lot of things for you to think about. And this goes in terms for, I, I remember someone on a podcast asking, oh, what's a, a male version of a witch? And I was like, a wizard? <laughs> um, if you are really interested, I can find out for you and put some info out there on formal witch training and what it looks like to come in as a man as well because i know that i mean there's all different terms priestess and um you know there's still initiations and ordination there's still structure there um and how to be involved um but i'll tell you something learning formally was the best thing i've ever done and i've still got a long way to go on the journey um but it just feels so right and i'm also going to be publishing on my website very soon a free for you to download a free fire burning ritual which sounds very easy but I did it under the full moon and super super charged super powerful a huge release um, if you are following me on Instagram then I've already put it on there um, and Facebook under transforming tantra um, but yeah hopefully I'll be bringing our co-host Ellen back in the next week the wealth shaman i hope that she's doing really 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 well and i miss her so so much because we really bounce off each other when we do this together so once again i'll put on the end here how you can get hold of both ellen and myself 
um, for coaching tips, for um, business development, for getting in touch with your sensuality and your connection to Mother Nature. It's all entangled. It's all whether you're saying it's a witch or whether it's tantra or whether it's shamanism. It's all very, very. Um, it's all derived from the same pure source, which is love and spirit and our connection. Um, it's just kind of different strands as to what speaks to you the most. So I really encourage you to just listen to your soul's calling, really, no matter which direction that takes you in, just keep listening, keep being open and just let it lead you to the right path and have that pure intention of love. You cannot go wrong if your intention is love. If you want to go out and start harming people, forget it. <laughs> You'll end up in prison, trust me. <laughs> if it's love and protection, then all the Ascended Masters and crazy stuff's going to start happening to you in a really good way. The Ascended Masters are going to help you on your journey to facilitate how you get there and they're going to support you. And the reason we know is because we've done it and we're doing it. All right, gorgeous ones. Thank you so much for listening and join us again on the Witches Tea Party.